Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to First Trade, the show where we're educating new investors and traders. We recognize that some of us are experienced traders and some of us aren't. That's why we wanted to level the playing field and make the markets accessible to everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what is going on, Zinger Nation? Welcome, welcome, welcome to First Trade. This is your favorite show for beginner traders. But, you know, you know, if you're not so beginner trader, there's always something to be learned. So, you know, thank you for coming and hanging out, joining the community. Without further ado, we wanted to get this started. We have quite a bit to talk about. Folks, if you don't know what First Trade is, Michael, uh, do you know what First Trade is? Yeah, it's a show. It's a show indeed, folks. All right. It's, it's a, a show, show about it's a show for, for people who have made their first trade, are making their first trade, or want to get into the markets and make trades as a first trader. It's explainers. We have great guests. It's mostly about the guests. We do have great guests, but it is a show for those of us who do not know how to make trades and are getting into the market for the first time. It's for those inexperienced investors. And there's entertainment for the experienced investors that just want to hang out and, you know, chill. Yeah, entertainment is mostly consisting of me ripping on Michael. Um, I am a beginner trader by all means, uh, and that is kind of the point of this show is um, you guys learn as I learn, and I'm sure, obviously, like, uh, Michael's more experienced than myself, but he's still learning, and it just shows that there's always more to be learned. Uh, Michael, the week has been a little bit better in terms of the markets. Now, I know you're mostly invested in Bang Energy at the moment, but uh, how, how's it been going? I'd like to just clarify for a second that you said the week has been a little bit better in terms of the markets as the Dow is down like 500 points today. Okay, this maybe not today. Week. Maybe not today. I haven't checked today, to be completely honest. But what? it's better than last mean? week, isn't it? We did video news this morning about how horribly the markets are getting brutalized. And then you come on and you're like, oh, it's a good week, man. It's not bad. I'm just trying to have a positive mindset, you know? Well, there is no positive mindset today. I could say I am Deeply in the red, Philip Trevor in the chat says, what is happening on the NASDAQ? Well, what happened is um, nobody uh, nobody's really happy right now. It's a rough day. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing is is crypto. You got to get into crypto, right? We just we just had the Moon or Bust show, right? Wasn't that was on yeah, right before? Yeah, we did. And this is how I feel about that. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're I hate this sound. Really it's funny, bro. I do not. Oh like that. man! But yeah, it is listen, it is descriptive listen, of what's happening today. It's listen. True. I I put out a tweet uh, with the help of uh, Spencer Israel earlier today, and it said uh, Bitcoin on uh, Bitcoin going out of business sale. Everything must go, <laughs> 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 and it kind of summarizes my feelings. Uh, I'm if it, if it continues to drop, you know what? Like yes, I'm losing money, but I'm excited to make more of it, and I'm excited for things to go on sale. So I am not complaining over here. Uh, obviously, we had the whole situation like they talked about on Moon or Bust with uh, China putting in some regulation and and also Elon starting that off. So a little bit of a downturn and we'll see how it goes. But uh, if it starts to go back up on the up- uptrend, then I'll be uh, I'll be buying in a little bit. I think it's a good buy opportunity, right? You got to view it that way. I mean, I think it's I think it's a huge deal. The Bitcoin is went as low as it did this morning. I think that's a sign of a, a big bounce coming, or at least I sure hope so, based on the amount of Bitcoin I bought this morning. 
Um, <laughs> if it doesn't bounce, I'll be a little disappointed. But it's it's a buy opportunity, right? I mean, there's I don't think there's a lot of opportunities to come along right now where you have a chance to buy in in a big dip like this. And I think we all know it's it's going to continue going up. So capitalize on it, right? Like jump on jump on the opportunity when it shows up. Yeah, but we're not giving out financial advice. I'm not giving out financial advice. I am just saying that, you know, I am trying to jump in there and take the opportunity because I I need to get more into crypto. I've been mostly into stocks. I haven't gotten into crypto enough. And I think it's one of, I think it's the biggest opportunity of our generation, give or take. Yeah. Other than electric vehicles. And honestly, oh, oh, interesting thing. I learned something new about crypto taxes. I know I was looking, talking about, um, you know, about my conspiracy theories with you last night, but I learned (laughs) about something new where uh, in crypto you can sell and then buy at the same price and it counts as a sell. So you can count it as a loss. So say right now your Bitcoin tanked um, down to, you know, 39, 37,000 and you had it, you bought in at 50, whatever, right? If you sold it and then bought it back immediately, Granted, you'd be incurring fees, but then you could you could take that entire loss off your taxes. So pretty pretty cool loophole there. Look more into it if you're big into crypto. Uh, definitely something I'm considering doing. But right now, my account isn't very significantly taxable anyway. So well, picture uh, this too. I'm I'm sitting in the office at nine o'clock at night. I'm enjoying some orange chicken that <laughs> Rohan was gracious enough to pick up. And this guy walks into the office as I'm just sitting eating my orange chicken, and he just starts giving me his strategies for evading the tax market and cryptocurrency. It's like, here's how I would do it if I didn't want to pay taxes. I know mm-hmm. I just put you on a watch list, but it's true. And you know what? It was actually some good thoughts. It was very interesting. I ruminated on it all night. Listen, all I'm saying is the U.S. government is going to have some interesting difficulties trying to tax people. Uh, I just got a um, word from Neil that L- L- Ricky will be joining us in a second here. He's joining now. Um, he had a mix up with the wrong time. It happens, folks. This is live programming. It's only our third live episode. Uh, but you get to hear, sit here and listen to me and Michael uh, BS around. Um, but we'll make sure to get right into it when Ricky joins. Um, we're definitely looking forward to that. Michael, uh, what what what's on your radar in terms of like stocks itself? Any anything of interest to you? Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, not. I actually, you know, usually I would say no. Uh, up until up until yesterday, I would have said no. And now that we're in the market that we're in today, I actually I actually would say yes, because everything I had on my watch list, like Monday and Tuesday, that I'm like, oh, everything's still overinflated. Today, I see a lot of buying opportunities. So, I mean, for me, I really like U.S. bank stocks. There's a couple I really want to get into because everybody's everybody's piling into that. Everybody wants a piece of those. Um, I think there's a decent shot to get into a couple I've wanted to get into. Um, but specific tickers, I still like Enphase. And they actually had some really good news come out recently. I think it was a, a new partnership they announced with a smaller distributor um, in Asia. But I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's I think that's a good one. I want to dig into that one today. Um, unfortunately, I have not even opened my Robinhood account one time this morning. So I actually have not bought anything yet. But I'm planning on it. This afternoon, I'm going to. But that's that's where I'm digging into later today. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, Enphase is definitely one that you've been talking to me about for a while. And I, I might, you know, do some snooping in the Weebles tonight. Oh, it looks like we got Ricky joining. All right, folks. Um, well, you know what? Uh, I just want to address one thing. Uh, there was a comment that said, wow, I might buy high and sell low. Worst advice. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> I said, <laughs> if you happen to have bought high and the market is low, you could lock in the loss and then buy back in and it might be good for your taxes. But no, I'm not saying buy high and sell low. All right. <laughs> with that, with that, folks, I want to get right into it. Uh, let's get let's get Ricky on the show, and uh, you know he's he's what you're here for. So, folks, Ricky Ricky Gutierrez, excuse me. Well, hello. How's it going? 
What's up, Ricky? Up? Can you hear me okay? Can you guys hear me yeah, okay? Yeah, we hear you. Loud and clear. I like it. So how are we all doing today? What a, what a day, huh? What? A- and it is an interesting one, that's for sure. And I want to uh, also, are you, are, you taking, are you taking this call in the gym right now? Just out of pure curiosity? No, don't say that. I literally came from the gym. I'm eating Raising Cane's. And we're getting, we're, we're getting, um, uh, I'm here at the HQ. Um, so I bought a building and my goal is for all of our members that are part of LPP. Um, we're creating this like, kind of like we work, uh, for them and, uh, oh, awesome. we're getting, we're getting some custom tables installed. So I'm here until 1230. I was like, perfect. I have time to go back to the house, you know, change. Um, but no, thank, thank, thank you, Neil, for, for putting me in the <laughs> Damn it, Neil. It's all good. It's all good. You can show off the right. gains, brag a little bit. You're going to the gym. Uh, it, yeah, if I, definitely if I making any, me feel like I'm slacking a little yeah. bit. But yeah, <laughs> awesome, that man. Congrats, on, congrats that, on the no, building, today, man. Today is definitely interesting. Uh, Ricky, I, I want to get right into it. Uh, on the first trade show, it is called First Trade for a reason, and there's one question we have to ask every guest that comes on. Of course. Um, and so I know you started young. Do you remember your first trade? Uh, what was the ticker? What was the thought process there? How did it pan out? Do you remember? I don't remember my first trade. I remember my most popular one, the one that really got, I think, attention for me on YouTube. And it was one, uh, it was M-O-B-Q, M-O-T-Q, something like that. It was a lower cap stock. Um, I was uploading videos about a bunch of different things that I was doing when I was in college. Uh, I was 20 years old. I got pre-qualified for my first house. I was talking about that. Um, I was buying and selling cars. I talked about that. No one cared. Um, and then I made $113 off of MOBQ. And uh, that video got 50,000 views for some apparent reason. And ever since then, I just began to make um, content that was um, really just answering our followers' questions. Uh, a question we get asked all the time is, how do you come up with new videos every single day, right? Uh, luckily, um, I partake in a market that's always changing. So there's always something uh, in some form of way to talk about. Of course, some days are a little bit more dry than others. Um, but today, like today's a perfect day to talk about, um, you know, even for crypto, I'm not huge on crypto. Um, but one of the things that I personally like to do is I like to encourage people when they feel the most down uh, and just seeing the absolute just slaughter that happened today with Bitcoin, with, you know, all, all the main cryptocurrencies, the stable coins and also the altcoins to put into perspective on, um, you know, we always talk about position size for the stock market as a stock market is selling off. It's very naive, at least in my experience, to think that I'm going to buy the dip with my entire account size and expect it to recover the next day. Uh, so one of the things, uh, one of the PDFs that I actually shared with you guys um, to share with everyone that's watching are the three stages of a reversal. Uh, and it simply highlights, you know, I'm sure everyone watching, if they've traded for some time, has gotten into a stock and then five or 10 minutes later, it's like, I should have just waited, maybe waited for confirmation. I bought in early, it's still a falling knife. Um, and it's a very uncomfortable position to be in when you're fully invested. But let's be honest, like right now, as Bitcoin is pulling back, as Ethereum is pulling back, someone like myself that wasn't invested views this as a good deal. And that's what I talked about in today's video. One of my videos today is doing really well. And just because it encourages people um, to put yourself in a position that your future self can thank you for. And I think deals or moments like these when people are panic selling and during such unfortunate times are when, when you can really put your, you know, can really fit your future self. Um, I know you kind of started off like buying and selling cars. Uh, and I remember 
there were there were a couple guys that's doing that on YouTube uh, way back. I, I'm a big car guy myself, so I used to. But just a, it's a random, unrelated question. But uh, yeah, I don't know what what's what's your favorite car right now. What, what what was your favorite car story? Maybe one of the cars that I enjoyed the most is um, one of the cars that I just sold. Um, people love to ask me, um, you know, what's the next car that I'm going to buy, or what? Why did I buy? You know, I had a Ferrari for a, a, at a 2016. Uh, and I bought it September 28th of 2020. Um, I never plan out my cars. I never, you know, I, I might have a goal of like, hey, I'm kind of looking for something. But at the end of the day, my biggest focus is getting a good deal. Uh, I bought that car. You know, people think that that might be that might sound different. One of the things that I always try to encourage people to do, especially my age group, like I feel like people that are my age are always just trying to flex their cars and just show like, what they have while others don't. My biggest thing is if you look at any of my videos when I try to when I buy expensive cars, I always I, I get empowered and I get so happy by being able to post. I bought the cheapest Ferrari. I bought the cheapest GTR. I bought the cheapest Lamborghini because I know that by buying it effectively, just because you have money doesn't mean you have to throw it away. I bought it for two hundred dollars flat from someone that needed a cash buyer. And I sold it. It was August, I'm sorry, um, April 30th is when I handed the car over. It closed on um, May 4th and I sold it for $214,000. Um, I put 4,000 miles on it. I bought it with 4,000 miles. So I, I, uh, overall, I sold it with 8,000 miles. I enjoyed the car for eight months. It's like the best of both worlds. It's like you get to drive around in a sick car and you get to make money while doing so. And all it requires is you, you can do this with anything. You can do this with I bought and sold Ford Focuses um, you know, I did this with Kia Rios. That, like, that's how I got started. But I had such a big passion for cars that as I began to do better, uh, it didn't mean that I had to blindly buy a car just because I could afford it. Uh, and I think that's the thing that encourages me the most is now that I'm in a position to buy, um, let's be honest, not any car, but um, any, any car, or to some degree, like um, a lot of cars that uh, are very popular or desired. Um, is the times that I try to be selective. Now the, if you, you know, as you say that you're into cars, I'm sure you've seen the car market right now. Uh, there's, they're inflated by 10 to 15%. It's absolutely insane. And I think this is when, you know, it made sense to me that I'm just going to lock in my profits, wait to see if the market pulls on back. And if it does, great. If not, I have my little Tesla. I have a Tesla Model 3, the basic one, and I'm enjoying it. So, um, I'm, I'm literally just trying to make the most of it in the different markets that we partake in. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the car market is all sorts of crazy right now and definitely used cars are, are up in value, but, right. um, appreciate, appreciate you answering that question. And I thought, I thought it was just super cool how you, how you like kind of arbitrage that way. Um, yeah. unrelated to stocks, I guess, but similar <laughs> enough, you know, the concept, concepts apply. I have Concept's your PDF that you share. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're talking about the three stages of reversal, how to buy a dip. Yeah. Um, so would you mind just talking us through this? Of course. So I, I want to use a specific stock. I don't have to pull up any charts on my side if, if we don't have to. But one of the things that I really like about the three stages of a reversal is it literally encourages people to hold back. Um, right now is a perfect example with the NASDAQ market. I don't really want to talk about crypto. I don't really trade crypto myself at all. Um, but I want to talk about the overall NASDAQ market as a big focus on tech. Any market in general as of right now has recently pulled on back. People are freaking out, but let's be honest, people weren't freaking out when the NASDAQ market was on a 20-day bull run. It hit all-time highs uh, for no apparent reason, right? But now that the market pulls back a little bit, everyone's like, dude, what the heck is going on? You're surprised to 
can improve a little bit. Like this is actually, it makes more sense now to buy than it did when you were at 180 day highs as there's actually margin for potential recovery. So all this encourages you to do is it encourages you to build a plan for when the market does begin to recover. So right now, all I've been focused on every single week, uh, if you guys watch my videos on YouTube, is talking about stocks that are oversold. These are not penny stocks. These are not, not anything against them. I just, those aren't stocks that I want to hold for a long period of time that I would feel comfortable, right? I'm talking about blue chip stocks. Um, you know, I've talked about uh, stocks that have, uh, you know, unfortunately have pulled back due to earnings. I love earnings season because stocks pull back and those are when the deals present themselves. So that's all I focus on when for the three stages of reversal, it talks about the first stage, right? And, and that's where you can see stage one, where we're getting rejected. That's kind of the stage that we're in as of right now, when the market's making lower lows, lower highs, and we haven't really found the support level. This is the stage that a lot of people go all in into. How many of you guys watching have ever bought the dip but then it continues to sell off. And it's like one of the worst feelings because you literally feel like you're sitting on your hands because you have no more buying power. It continues to sell off, but let's be honest, you don't want to cut losses, right? Because you know, you still got it for a decent deal. What can you do differently? And this is one of the things, this is just one of many ways um, you can test it out. If you see value in it at the end of the day, there's very different uh, ways on how you can approach the market. Just don't be afraid to try or, or test new things. The thing that this really focuses on is as, we're in stage one, which is viewed as high risk and something is selling off. This is the stage that I would either be 0% invested or if you have some experience to be 10% invested. And what does that mean? Well, in retrospect, if you have $1,000 in your account, that's going in with $100. Enough to have some skin in the game, but not so much to feel uncomfortable. If you're in with $100 and you have $1,000 in your account and it drops 5%, yeah, it might suck, but guess what? You can tolerate it because you have enough buying power to make the difference or it's such a minute dollar amount that it doesn't really affect you. But let's be honest, if you were in with the full $1,000 and it dropped 5%, you might be a little bit more uncomfortable. So all we ever like to encourage you to do is put yourself in a position to succeed. Plan for the worst and prepare for the best. Uh, stage number two, which is uh, viewed as medium risk, this is when we begin to experience some form of consolidation. Uh, you know, uh, as of right now, if I look a little bit closer to the overall NASDAQ market, I can't say we are at that stage, but kind of, if you look at the overall NASDAQ market, or if you're on Webull or something like that, uh, it's IXIC. And you can see on the four hour time frame we have recently pulled on back. We're at around the SMA line. And the really cool thing about that is that it is kind of consolidating. It's not making lower lows anymore. It's not making higher highs. This is where, you know, if you do have experience um, and you feel a little bit more comfortable buying into that stock of whatever it is that you might see value in. Um, this is where I would go in either from zero to 20% being invested. So again, out of the thousand dollars, an example can be being in with either zero or $200, but it's during stage three. Let's be honest. It is so much easier to make money in this market when the direction is in your favor. So why not wait for confirmation? Well, it's the very simple things in life that people tend to overcomplicate. Let's be honest, right? We always, always do that. We love to buy the dip and we, we don't like to be patient. This is something that we all struggle with. But if you hold more often than not, see that, yeah, you might miss out on a little bit of that reversal, but you'll be more effective and you'll be more efficient. You'll get in when it makes sense and you'll get in when the action is happening. That's when you can begin to average up into your position. And one of the stocks that I want to talk about that recently experienced unfortunate news is how many of you guys heard about AT&T? AT&T dropped like 15% today. If you guys look at it, it's ticker symbol T right now on whatever trading, uh, on whatever trading platform it is that you are using. Um, and uh, I actually want to look at it right now. 
Um, I can see, yeah, uh, it's down another two and a half percent today. It was at overall highs just three days ago at highs of $33.98. This is AT&T, the multi-billion dollar corporate, right? Pulled on back all the way to lows of $29 to $28. And it doesn't mean that you have to buy right now. That's not the thing. It's like, because we all know that it could continue to drop. They uh, reported unfortunate news, right? That they're cutting half of their dividends or all of their dividends. Um, and also they're partnering up with the Discovery and uh, trying to create a competing uh, platform such as Netflix or Disney Plus. Um, they're, they're trying to clean up their balance sheets according to the different articles that I read. Read a little bit more into it, but the idea of this is these are the stocks that I like to focus because the quality companies, you weren't already invested in them, which means that you can take advantage. It's unfortunate for everyone that experienced that 15% loss, but guess what? For people like you and I, this is a time where we can add it to our watch list. We don't have to buy into them. Who cares what I'm investing in? Who cares what everyone else is investing in? Do your part in watch list, creating effective alerts and sitting, you know, like taking advantage of, of actual opportunities. Um, and that's the thing that I'm I'm looking out for. Because if you look at it from where it's at right now, at lows of let's just say $29. It's it's sub 29, it's 28.80 to be exact. But if it were to make not even a full recovery, but if it were to recover to that common resistance level at 32.30, that's a 12% recovery on a multi-billion dollar corporation. Or if it recovers to all-time highs at highs of $35, uh, $34, that's about an 18% recovery from current price points. And, and again, that, I think that puts into perspective. That, that's a lot of margin. Even if I capture five or 10% of that, out of the 18%, you think I'm gonna complain? I did my part in ignoring the noise, identifying a decent deal based off previous patterns. I added it to my watch list. It doesn't mean that I have to blindly buy the dip like everyone else. I just I like to keep things simple. I add it to my watch list. I set effective alerts. And once it begins, once I get into that third stage of a reversal, that's when I begin to load up on it. And when I will add more to my position size, and as we approach that previous resistance level, I'll begin to lock in profits and load off on it. That's th that. Those are my main focuses. I like to focus on either stocks that experience negative news or that um, go through, you know, bad earnings and then they drop. Right. As of right now, is a perfect time. It's a perfect example. The overall Nasdaq market is down. A lot of tech is down. Amazon is down. Facebook is down. It's like all these huge corporations are down, and they're down a decent amount. Let me let me look a little bit more into it. I think Amazon. Let's see where Amazon's at. Yeah, Amazon from where we're at right now to previous. And let's be honest, it's Amazon's a freaking machine. If it were to make a full recovery, that's about a fourth recovery from where we're at right now. If it were to make a full recovery. And let me ask you this. Trust me, Amazon's not an exciting stock. Let's be honest, right? It's, it's, not, it's not your AMC. It's not your, your Dogecoin. But guess what? How many of you guys watching have been more red than green lately? So it's not so much about what's exciting, but it's more about you need to learn how to walk before you run. And trust me, you have nothing but time, especially if you're young. If you're, if you're younger than me, I don't want to hear any complaints. I'm 26 years old. Uh, I'm getting older. And it, it's so mind-boggling to me that like um, I have people that message me all the time of like, Ricky, I'm like, you know, super motivated, super eager. And I, th I think that's great. But the main difference is are you someone that's willing to put forth and put in the time to build a solid foundation, a solid understanding, a solid understanding of, of principles and criteria that every investment or trade have to meet to get yourself to a point, to scale to a point, to you know, get to where you can make a living off of this, right? And I think that's the thing about this is that even with stocks like Amazon, if you are not you know, up with that potential that it offers, it's 13% if it were to make a full recovery. 
you know, even with Amazon being a stable company, you know, it's a very slow moving stock. 13% is still 13%. So yeah, you know, it's not the most exciting, but if you're someone that is down on a series of positions, then maybe it's not the worst idea on focusing on stocks that have bullish tendencies. Yeah, they might not move as much as you might want them to, but guess what? Like you'll learn a lot from partaking in quality companies and then you can slowly begin to get more aggressive, more risky as time goes on, if that's what you choose to do so. Uh, but that's my that's where I made my biggest mistake. Although um, I, I love the excitement of lower cap stocks, momentum stocks, I just knew that I wasn't wired for it. And let's be honest, there's so many different ways on how to make money in this market. With options, which is viewed as high risk, high reward, with lower cap stocks, penny stocks, momentum stocks, and or just value investing or trading less aggressive moving stocks. There's so many different ways. So never be afraid to test new things just because someone's doing something and someone might be doing well doing something, don't think that that's the only option for you. That's why when people message me and they're like, hey, should I get into the stock market or should I get into crypto? I'm just like, dude, I don't know. I was like, what do you like? He's like, I like crypto. I like Forex <laughs> because it's more you know, accessible due to my schedule. I'm like, do crypto then. I don't, like, I'm never here to convince someone that the way that I do things is the best way. I make mistakes every freaking day. Today, I mean, Tesla's down, what, 3%? I had... Too much. I had too much. I just posted an update on my Instagram account. Yesterday was amazing, man. Yesterday I was up $27,000. Uh, majority of that uh, was attributed to my Tesla position. Uh, today I was down $19,000. So, um, <laughs> but again, it's about putting yourself in a position in which you can tolerate. Um, for people, you know, $27,000 in a day might be life changing money. Uh, for people losing $19,000 in a day, that can be devastating. Um, but again, it is all based off of the position that you put yourself in. Do not put yourself in a position to fail. And that is simply a question that only you can answer. Yeah, no, I mean, I really appreciated that. It was super good overview. Um, you know, general, generally, I, I mean, that's what we've been talking about. On, you know, Luke talks about on the power hour um, as far as like, it's, it's a dangerous game buying dips, you know, but, uh, but if, if done right, you know, then, there's a lot to be learned and and I appreciate you talking about especially like there's so many different ways to invest so many I, I'm kind of experiencing that myself as well right now because I I don't know I weirdly got like okay so if you don't know uh, this show is what we're on the 13th episode um, or 14th I'm not sure but I started on the first episode and we, we go every week uh, and that's when I started in the stock market uh, and I, you know, I produce the biotech buzz here at Benzinga. I produce a couple other shows. So naturally I was just kind of like interested in gaining exposure to a bunch of different types of trading, you know, biotech stocks, yep. um, uh, value stocks, stuff like that. And I like trying things out because it kind of gives me a feel for everything, but I'm realizing more and more, like I'm starting to see where I feel more comfortable, um, exactly. you know, being involved in. And I definitely recommend you know people do that as well. You gotta you gotta find what works for you. All Dude, I'm I'm just excited to like actually have a guest on that's not like so deep into crypto because I feel like every guest we've had on is like, "Dude, crypto is the way of the future, man." And I'm like, I'm not big into crypto. Like, I, I'm yeah. interested in getting into it more. It's fine, but I love stocks, and it, like I'm I'm super pumped to have you on because this feels like the first time I've had a guest that actually agrees with me and isn't like just diving into crypto head first. So I'm excited about it. Like, I love talking some stocks. It was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, one of the conversations that we actually just had with um, with our LPP members is that um, with crypto especially, I actually bought some today uh, because it made the most sense as everything pulls on back. These are the times that I like right. to lightly invest. Um, but I know that we're over on our time and I don't want to 
uh, intrude on the next speaker. So I really do appreciate both you, Rohan and Michael, and thank you, Neil, for um, telling me the wrong time. But I appreciate you guys having me. I really do. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, Ricky, and appreciate you being flexible uh, and uh, making it work at the last minute there. Um, of course. And folks, uh, check out if you if you're not already you're half the reason you're probably here is because of Ricky. Uh, so if you're part of his community, shout out, drop a one. But if you aren't, definitely go ahead and check out his YouTube channel. Uh, providing great knowledge you might have as you saw on the show today um and also check out lpp um and of course with that folks this has been first trade thank you so much for hanging out ricky thanks for coming me. on thank thanks, you take right. it easy guys take care Bye. sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.